it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. The women that I work with often comment on the ways in which their weight and the relationship that they have with food and you know the way that they eat has consumed their entire life for most of their life right chasing weight loss consumes us completely for decades and i'd like for you to consider why Why is it so important that you've allowed it to consume your life? You know, in a recent episode, I was talking about this obsession that our culture has with celebrating weight loss. And in it, I posed the question, why does that validation matter so much? Because that's really what it is, right? When we're celebrating weight loss, we're validating people for losing weight. And so... This week, I want to dive into that more, that desperation with which we often chase weight loss, the desperation that's more times than not fueled purely by a need for validation. And, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about where does it come from? Why is it so damaging? And what I've been doing instead as a recovering validation chaser myself. And, you know, if you've been following me for any length of time, you've probably already know I've spent years punishing my body with brutal diets and workouts, all under the guise of health, right? Those weight loss before and after pictures, clean eating recipes, gagging on food that I hated, running or deadlifting until I puked and I couldn't even walk, all because, you know, hashtag healthy living. I was a trainer for like eight years and most people who came to work with me would tell me that they wanted to get healthy, right? That's typically what most people say when they decide to start these weight loss journeys or whatever. Everyone always says that, I just want to be healthy. But goal setting and for that matter, even weight loss has little to do with health. Health has never been about achievement or goal setting. It's a moment to moment measure of our mental and physical condition. And it's constantly changing based on a ton of different factors, only some of which have to do with our choices and none of which have anything to do with whether or not we can see shoulder definition or whether the number on your scale says 179 or 180. Yet that stupid number on the scale can make or break our mood, our inner peace, our mental health, the way that we feel about ourselves, we ride or die based on whether or not those external measurements of success reflect in ways that make us feel like we're doing something right. That's not health or happiness, but that's how we've been programmed to chase health through this warped need our species has to achieve, to reach goals, to see visible progress via the mirror or the scale, or whatever, right? All this need for achievement and the validation that comes with it. And so we're spending our life setting goals, 
usually failing on the goals, getting on and off the scale, standing in the mirror, obsessing over every inch, praying to see outward changes, external changes. What part of any of that is healthy? It is not. Health has nothing to do with what a body looks like, what number the scale says, or how many goals we can reach. And when those are the things that we're obsessed with, as most people are, it's a clue that it was never really about health to begin with. It's about validation. It's always been about validation. It's about chasing that feeling of being good enough through external measurements and achievements, which is really what we've all been taught to do from the time we can remember. But it's so unbelievably unhealthy for two reasons. First, if your happiness, self-worth, and self-acceptance rests on validation for the way you look, the things you do, or anything outside of yourself, you're going to waste years of your life chasing it, and you are always at risk of losing it. Sometime not too long after my last figure competition, I realized this. I busted my ass for years to get over bulimia, to lose weight, to build that specific look, and then I kicked it up a notch. I really kicked that punishment up about a thousand notches, actually, to diet and train for that competition. Because when you live for validation, you have to just keep chasing the next thing that provides it. I lived through 12 weeks of hell to get on stage that day. At the time, I wasn't really bulimic anymore, but I was still struggling with some binge eating and bouts of depression and consumed with self-loathing and self-doubt. Competition prep is torture under the best circumstances. In my circumstances, it was 12 weeks of pure hell that I endured because I thought winning, I thought getting that validation would finally make me feel better about myself. I thought that it would make all of the shame and self-loathing go away. But then what? What happened when I won? In that moment, I walked off that stage with those trophies. And what? It felt great for five minutes, sure. But then it felt entirely anticlimactic because I was still me. I didn't feel worthy of winning, so it felt weird in a way that I didn't understand because at the time... You know, I didn't have the level of self-awareness to figure it out. It just felt weird to me. And the high of the validation wore off, which left me in the exact same place that I started, needing more validation and planning another competition prep to get it. And think about something that you've been dreaming about achieving. I'll use weight loss as an example because I'm sure that's something most people who tune in here have been chasing their whole lives. Picture yourself and with your scale as though it's that moment with me on that, on stage with those trophies, right? Think about that weight loss goal you've been setting for yourself as long as you can remember. Fast forward your mind's eye as though you've already achieved it. Picture yourself there right now. Whatever you're doing, While you're listening to this, picture your body as if it looks the way you think you want it to look. Or picture yourself looking down at that magic number on your scale. Now what? How has your life changed? Have you stopped judging and criticizing yourself for everything? 
Have you stopped always worrying about what other people will think of you? Have you stopped comparing yourself and feeling insecure when you don't feel like you measure up? Have you magically learned how to manage stress better or you know other difficult emotions? Have you magically stopped needing to feed emotions or snacking when you're bored? Have you stopped feeling guilty and bad if you eat something bad? Have you stopped thinking about your weight? <laughs> nope. You've just started now worrying about putting it all back on and all of those other things still exist. You're still the same person. And second, because we treat ourselves the way that we believe we deserve to be treated. And the way that we treat ourselves has a huge impact on our quality of life. It has a huge impact on what kind of life we live. We're not born judging ourselves or others. We're taught to do that. We're taught to do that because we're born into a world that measures human worth. We're all born exactly the same, but we're born into a world that measures worth based on size, shape, color, lifestyle choices, income, property, geographical location. Like we're measuring worth based on things that we can't even control. And as long as we continue to measure human worth by any external metric, we're going to continue to be a species that chases validation, lives through comparison, never really feels like we're measuring up, and then self-punishes when we don't. We're going to continue to be a species that revolves around insecurity and inequality. And as long as we never really feel like we're measuring up without external validation, we're going to struggle to treat ourselves with love and kindness or feel good. And because we've also been taught that shame and punishment is how we learn to be good, as long as we struggle to feel like we are not measuring up or to feel like we're measuring up, we're going to continue to punish ourselves through shame and self-punishment. Mindlessly chasing body or other goals in an attempt to be happy and feel better about ourselves keeps us stuck in that cycle of chasing fleeting moments of happiness or self-worth because we're attached to that external validation. So we'll only ever really feel good or good enough when we're getting validated in some way. Your body and your weight is the least interesting, most superficial thing about who you are and why you are here. So why would you choose to allow it to define your identity and your life and to consume your life? You wouldn't unless you were buying the lie that being smaller is all that matters and unless you've been chasing the validation that comes from getting smaller. And when and where did you learn to do that? Do you even remember? Do you even remember a time in your life before all of the conditioning that's been ruling it for so long? Do you remember a time in your life when you didn't feel like you always needed to prove your worth in some way? Do you remember a time when you were just you and you lived happy and free? Do you remember the little girl in you who once thought she was a superhero? The girl who ran and jumped and danced and laughed and giggled everywhere and anywhere she felt like it before somebody told her to shush 
that she was too big, too loud, too much. The girl who wasn't afraid to trip and fall, make a mistake, or try something new before she was taught that getting the answer right the first time and being seen as a success was the only thing that mattered. The little girl who wore whatever she wanted before somebody told her she has to be pretty for boys, but then warned her to always be careful about exposing too much and not being distracting or dressing in a way that made boys um, unable to control themselves from helping themselves to her body. Do you remember the little girl who did not even know what a scale was before somebody told her that her size was wrong? The little girl who just ate before someone gave her a mile-long list of bad foods and told her you are what you eat and made her scared of food and distrusting of herself and her body. Before she was taught to suck in her stomach, to lift her boobs, to hide her flaws and ignore rumblings of hunger in her belly or the excruciating pain of the perfect heels and shapewear because beauty and thinness is all that matters. Do you remember the little girl who spoke her mind and her heart before somebody told her that little girls were meant to be seen and not heard? The little girl who was happy to just be herself before somebody taught her to live every moment through the fear-stained filter of what will other people think? Do you remember the little girl who had dreams of running the world before the world told her to mind her manners? know her place, to not be too big for her britches, and asked, who do you think you are? She is still in you, and you need each other. Stop whatever else you're doing, and just for one minute, inhale deeply, exhale deeply, be still, and picture that little girl for a moment. Smile at her, hug her, love her, honor her. This is where I landed many years ago when I decided to stop chasing validation through my body size and shape. I decided to just start with the assumption that purely in the simple fact that I am alive, the simple fact that I was born here now in this body means I'm enough. I decided my worth as a human lies in my simple existence. And so does yours. And I remembered that somewhere in me, I have known that all along. The little girl in me has always known that. We just forgot for a while. And I decided if I'm here, I'm enough as I am, exactly like any other life on this planet. Trees don't judge judge themselves against the trees beside them for how many leaves they grow. And I will never judge myself against anyone else by external measures either. And neither should you. And then I decided, okay, what's going on inside me that's kept me from this knowing for so many years, and how do I change or heal that? How can I start finding my way back to that little girl, the one who felt like a superhero before the world taught her to fear, doubt, and live for achievements? And now I just aspire to live and serve from that place inside me where I honor that little girl, the little girl I was born to be, the safe place inside where I'm whole, I'm complete, 
I'm accepting of my perfect imperfections and safe from the judgments and expectations of a very broken society. It's an unending, ever-evolving exploration of myself to find and heal all of the things that have kept me from the light, the love, and the enoughness that has always been there. And I know that living from this place of self-trust, from this place of honoring who I am and what I need versus just doing things that I think I'm supposed to be doing just to prove my worth to myself and others. It's from this place of trust, love, and honoring that true health is found. Not just physical health, but mental, emotion, emotional, and spiritual health as well. Because from here, there's no more chasing. There's no more punishment. There's no more fear. There's just love. You don't need another weight loss or fitness journey. You need a journey back to the place in you that is just love. You need a journey back to you. I wanted to sign off, or before I sign off, I wanted to share this poem with you by the incredibly talented Nancy Regan of The Soul Booth because she has such a beautiful way with words. She writes, Don't love me because I'm special. Don't love what I achieve. Gold stars cause scars and forge the need to please. Love me for who I am, in my deepest, darkest heart. A fearful fraud, simply flawed, always trying to be smart. See that and see my light, the beauty of my soul. Just like you, trying to get through this journey back to whole. Again, that's by Nancy Regan from The Soul Booth podcast. You can find more of her work at her podcast. Again, The Soul Booth. I think her website is www.thesoulbooth.com. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.